Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Morning. We thank you for a time in your presence. Father, I am grateful for the life you have given me. I'm grateful for the family you have given me. For the wife and children you have given me, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the church you have given me. Father, I don't deserve it. It's all by your grace. And this morning as I stand to minister, let it not be the enticing words of a man's wisdom. Let it be in, in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. May you teach. May you heal. May you direct. May you rebuke. And may you correct. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Please take your seat. Wonderful. Well, they tried to take all my preaching time, but I'll still preach. Hallelujah. Powerful testimonies. We thank God. One of the things that is it. All that you are trying to say is that God gave us pastors to help us. So don't let your pastor become your enemy. You see, you can quarrel with everybody, but don't quarrel with your pastor. Because basically, all that, all that the testimony is that God gave us pastors okay, to help us. Amen. So, one thing you should make sure that no matter how bad the situation is, as for the pastor there. Yeah. And the pastor can correct, the pastor can counsel, the pastor can rebuke, the pastor can comfort. It's all part of the pastor's work. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, it's a blessing. Amen. I thank God for giving me pastors like Bishop Dad. Put your hands together for him. And, and Apostle Joel, they have been good pastors to me. Hallelujah. Amen. And I pray that I'll be a good pastor to you. Amen. Amen. So don't hide things from your pastor. It's not necessary. I can, I'll step up all the time. Hallelujah. It's always good. And, when, and, and if you have a pastor who does not rebuke you, it's a problem. One of my duties is to rebuke you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can say what you are doing is wrong. And I can also say what you are doing is right. Hallelujah. So we thank God for granting us pastors. Amen. Amen. So I thank God for my pastor, Bishop Dag. He's been a good pastor to me. Hallelujah. Have you heard Bishop say that, that story? If fine, you know fine. Have you heard that story before? If fine, you know fine. Have you heard that story before? If you listen to me, have you heard Bishop say, if I you know fine? You want to know the meaning of that story? I won't tell you, I'm preaching. 
You want to know why Bishop said, if I, you know, fine. I won't tell you. Hallelujah. I'll tell you in private. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, so what that? Have a pastor. Have a pastor. Have a pastor that you talk to your pastor. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your pastor. Whatever the problem is. Because you see, it's also the gift of God to you. God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So the fact that God has given you a pastor, that God will even give the God has given you a pastor means that God will put a certain presence of understanding in the person for you. So the counsel I may give you because you are, you are my church member will be different from the counsel I may give to someone who is a colleague because I'm not his pastor. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not his pastor. Yeah. So it's very important. I've always been open to my pastors. Young people, young people, I've always, always been open to my pastors. I don't, as a young person, you see, when I was a, you see, my pastor was my classmate. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. Bishop was my classmate. He was my pastor. But there's the fact that he was my pastor. I've always believed and respected him. Because I knew that he had something more for God for me. That is why even after I tell you that, when I, when, I, when, I had a, when, I, when I fell into a relationship. As I saw the woman. My heart was moving. Things were kicking inside. So I went to see my pastor. Who was my classmate and my roommate. Can you believe that? But he was still my pastor. So, as soon as I went to, I said, look, I mentioned the woman's name. He said, Charlie, the girl, if fine, we're not fine. <laughs> he looked at me. He said, no, he's fine. <laughs> and, and the rest is history. So, this is if fine. She's sitting here. <laughs> So this is fine. So if he's so when you hear that story on the message, this is the root of the story. So from today, you can call the sister Ifine. <laughs> Help me find. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is that that openness to your pastor, even though he was my classmate and my roommate, I still respected the gift of God in my life. And that's been a blessing. So don't shy away from your pastor, whether you are older than him, whether you are younger than him, whether you are richer than him. Whether you are poorer than him, there is a gift of God in him for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. Thank you. Matthew 22, verse 35. By the way, whoever made the t-shirt, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. Because you didn't give me a copy of it. <laughs> Matthew t- <laughs> then one of them the Bible said then one of them which was a lawyer asked him a question tempting him and saying master which is the great commandment in the law Jesus said unto him 
Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. And then one of them, then one of them, okay, then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, of course. What do you expect? Tempting him. Somebody told me that when a lawyer asks you a question, he's tempting you. But when a doctor asks you a question, it's looking for a problem. Uh, try to find what the problem is. When a doctor, doctor asks you a, a question, it's more to find out a problem so he can solve it. But when a lawyer asks you a question, tempting you. <laughs> so be wary of lawyers' questions. So, the Bible says, and it says that tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? He asked, which is the great commandment in the law? Hallelujah. Then this is the answer Jesus gave. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Jesus, the person asked the question, what is the greatest thing to do? All the laws, what is the greatest thing to do? The greatest thing to do. Then Jesus said, the greatest thing to do is to love the Lord your God. The greatest thing to do is to love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul and all your mind. That's the greatest thing to do. Hallelujah. So, if I'm teaching, if we are, um, we are preaching about attempt great things for God, Hilda, do you understand? I miss you in church. I miss you for a long time. <laughs> so, if we are talking about attempt great things for God, attempt great things for the God, then it means that loving God or attempting to love God is attempting to do a great thing. Because he said, that's the greatest thing. It is a great thing to love God. He said, the greatest, among all the things you do, the greatest is to love God. So if we are preaching about attempt great things for God, it means any effort to love God is an attempt at a great thing. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, because he said, this is the great, Jesus said, this is the great thing to do. So anybody who makes that effort is attempting to do a great thing. Hallelujah. And just in the, you see, I can, I can explain why loving God is a great thing. Because you see, loving God is a bit different from loving the way we love. It's, it's, it's quite different from the way we, we love one another. Hallelujah. By and large, you see, by and large, our love is physical. Talk about human beings. By and large, our love is our love is based on what we see and what we can get. That's our love. Don't look at me in a stranger. That's your love. I have been a pastor. I have been a pastor for a long time. And every time Christian brothers come to church and say, Reverend, I find a beloved. And introduce the person to me. I can always see the reason why. 
I know. Can you go? I know. You can see why the person, this person, I love this girl. You can see that there's a reason. Every time, Joe, every time they, they watch a rap, rap, I want to introduce you to my beloved. When you look at the girl and you look at her, ah, there's a reason. <laughs> you will say to whom to? To whom for? The brothers who have brought a, a beloved that I couldn't see the reason. As soon as you see, you can see that. I, I, I usually say in my head, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I always say, in my head, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm, I, I, to be honest, I've never been surprised. You see, and after you've been a pastor for a while, you've pastored so many people. So you know people's likes and dislikes. So I can see why this brother says he likes this one. You can see. It's not abstract. I thought I can see. Yeah. I'm brother recently introduced somebody when he wrote I laughed. I was expecting something like this. <laughs> So, to love a God who you cannot see, a God who you cannot feel, it's, it takes a greater love. Our love is physical. Our love is emotional, communication. Our love is maintained by, our love is maintained by communication. You can see that one of the ways to see that Love is go- breaking down in a marriage. It's when there's no communication. We don't talk anymore. We don't chat anymore. Because you see, I- I'm-, I'm trying to explain to you the way you love. You see, why not in a relationship when the love is strong, you talk. You talk about anything about nothing. You useless talk. You can start talking about McDonald's. Go to Burger King. Talk about. Never let the communication break down. Even if you don't like about it, talk about it. Even if you don't like about it, talk about it. Because communication always brings love and healing. We always love the communication. But what we see, our love is based on feeling. 
Our love is based. See, we are a touchy people, but you can't feel God. Our love is based on feeling. Touch. Touch. I want to touch you. I want to squeeze you. That's that, that's us. You are looking at me. No, you know what I'm talking about. You want to touch. You want to feel that, that, that's, that, that, that's our love. That's our love. A sign. A sign that we love is that we want. A sign that we love is we want to touch. We want to feel. But we can't see. We can't touch God. You can't feel God. That is why I said the greatest thing to do is to love God. To love someone that you cannot touch. You cannot feel, but you still love. That is why that is why when the love is also fading i'm talking about our love when, that's when, when the love is fading the person can dress naked before you don't even see yeah you're naked but you don't see nothing please put on clothes and let's go <laughs> yeah. But when the love is strong, even when there's clothing, you begin to imagine what is underneath the clothing. That's our love. So how do you love a God that you cannot see? Do you understand what I'm saying? So you see why he said that it's, it's a great commandment. It's the greatest thing to do. Hallelujah. To love a God that you cannot see. Amen. Yeah. It's not easy. So it's not easy, and also, you see, and also, it's a short message. Generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, generally speaking, it is difficult to love somebody very great. I'll explain to you. Most of us struggle. Most of us will struggle loving somebody who is very high. And here I'm talking about love even in the context of I'm talking about love in the context of relationship and marriage. You are listening, right? You see? There is a certain element of insecurity. Just be careful. There's a certain level of insecurity that comes in when the gap between the couple is wide. You see, that is even the reason why. See, that's the reason why most successful women intimidate men. Because, yeah, oh yeah. In fact, sometimes, sometimes that's that's the. You see, it's, it's it's not that it's not that they don't want, they, they don't love you, but the man feels intimidated. And the intimidation and the inferiority brings insecurity. Preaches you. That's, that's what it is. But it may be a very loving sister, but because of that gap, you will see that some men feel insecure, intimidated. 
and therefore, and therefore, you can't. So you, because of that, you lack the ability to retain her love. But the person genuinely loves you. In fact, that was that that was one that that was the storyline in this. There was an old, there was an old Ghanaian movie, very old. It was called Love Breed in African Pot. Love Breed in African Pot. And in that story, it was an aristocratic girl who comes from a good home, an aristocratic girl from a very good home who fell in love with a mechanic. No, oh, that's the name of the guy. The mechanic. He, she fell in love with the mechanic. So even though she loves the mechanic, even though she loves the mechanic, the mechanic always felt insecure. Such that, you see, and the insecurity breeds suspicion. The insecurity always breeds it breeds suspicion. Because you don't feel secure because of the gap. Anything she says or she does, you take it as mm. you don't respect. It, it, it's a normal comment she was passing. So you, this your statement you don't respect is out of your own insecurity. Are you hearing me? You don't respect. You are not submissive. What she said was not was had nothing to do with pride. But because you don't feel secure, you are saying that you are proud. But it's not that at all. And that, if you watch that movie, that was the whole thing. The guy felt insecure throughout. Because you see, what is what is what? I'm pretty. What is the what is the, what is the, uh, the norm? But the reverse is not a problem. A prince marrying a commoner is not, it's, it's not abnormal. That's the Cinderella story. That's the Cinderella story. That one people can handle. But a princess marrying a commoner, that's the problem. Are you hearing my, are you understanding my preaching? So, so, so your insecurity comes, comes from because of the gap. So you, so, so she is not the problem. You are the problem. And by the way, by the way, one guy told me, and it's true, he says, look, a woman who makes six figures does no need a man who makes six figures. She can make the six figures herself. What all that you look for is the biceps. So bring your biceps and become... <laughs> and be confident about it. I said, be confident about it. Because the reason she's married was not for six figures because she has made it already. So come with your biceps and be confident about it. And don't be intimidated. You see, and, 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 and so I'm talking about this. this you see, we struggle to love when the gap is wide. And, 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 and to be honest with you, I had a brother who felt so insecure. And 
his insecurity was not his insecurity his insecurity was not even from the fact that the woman was making more that's not it was not even about that his insecurity was stemming from the fact that the, the, she, she thinks the woman is too beautiful for him Look. yes yes uh, what about beauty? I don't know what is beauty and the beast, but what about it? That was his basis. A true story, Sammy. It's a true story. And, and, and the, girl, the, the, the woman was the, the woman was always kind to me. It's like because she felt the girl was standing, he always felt insecure and was always monitoring the woman. CCTV. Even when they go out and the girl smiles at somebody, as soon as they come with a quarrel. He told me, everywhere they go out and the girl, somebody smiles and the girl smiles back as soon as they come home. Yeah, what is this? Yeah, you are, you are, you are, I mean, and the girl said, ah, what have I done? I'm just walking, I'm walking with you. Somebody smiles. The girl sees an old friend and mentions his name and says, Trouble. So you could, you could see that his insecurity was not, the girl was just a correct girl, but he was feeling insecure that this woman is too good for me. Look. And what made me angry was one day. Say one day. These are church members. These are church members. One day we were in church. One of our churches, I won't tell you. It's not here though. If you see, I won't tell you the story. And praise and worship. And the sister was dancing beautifully. After normal praise and worship, you know how we all come and dance. And, and praise and worship, there is no, we dance with anybody. I mean, if, uh, what's his name? Um, Bless comes and and that does this and so much and maybe uh, you did come, uh, you can come and dance. It doesn't mean anything. What does it mean? If Joshua is hey 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 and Pasha come and do hey, what does it mean? It doesn't mean it's praise and worship. Can you believe that after the praise and worship, after the service, the sister came to me crying. I said, why? He said, Rebbe, come and see. He is accusing me of being in a relationship because I was dancing and the brother was around. He said, he is accusing me that I am having an affair with this person because we were dancing praise and worship together. That was the time I called him. I said, come here, come here, come here. I was in the church. I was sitting in the front row. I saw the dance. There was nothing lustful about the dance. If you don't feel secure, then you should have married her. And true, the girl was stunning. So if you can't handle it, don't go for it. <laughs> tell your brother if you can't handle it. If you're a sister, tell your brother if you can't handle don't go for it. <laughs> Can you handle it? Yes, that, that girl was, that, that particular girl was astoundingly beautiful. And there's 
told her she's beautiful. Ah, is that my father I'm beautiful? You see, but that gap it generates insecurity. Insecurity. Yeah. You see, but you must be able to. You, see, you must be confident in yourself. Hallelujah. You see, and all this is so that sometimes the accusation, the acrimony, it comes from your own insecurity. Human, I'm talking about the human kind of love. The human kind. Come from that. Your own insecurity. You don't feel secure. So, so you have a tendency to misinterpret things. And I'm telling you, I pray that God will deliver you from somebody who's insecure. Yeah. No, it's one of the most horrible relationships when the person is insecure. God should deliver them. Reverend, but sometimes it's not, not, also not the man. The woman can also be insecure. Yes. Yes. Sometimes the insecurity, and I'm saying from what I know, as much as with men, it's, it's the gap that brings the insecurity, whether it's a gap in beauty, a gap in earning, a gap in profession, that brings the insecurity. With women, with wives, the insecurity comes from the, the lack of their own performance. they are not performing, they are afraid another woman will do. I'm talking about Christian. I'm talking about Christian. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians. You will say that, you will say that the basis for the accusation and the suspicion was you yourself, you're not doing it. You are not doing it. That is why you are always afraid that he will go away. To somebody who does it. Because if you have fed him, why are you worried he will eat outside? I'm preaching. If you have fed him, why will you be worried he will eat outside? The, the danger of him eat, the reason why you are afraid that he will eat outside and eat whatever you, whatever you can interpret the eat, you will interpret it. <laughs> because because a wise old man told us when we were young, many years ago, and we are still young, that when you sit in the bus and the bus stops at a rest stop and usually people are selling food, you know, like, especially in Africa, you, you know, they'll bring, the, they'll bring their bread and stuff to the bus. <laughs> they'll bring their bread and their whatever, they bring it to the bus. And, this, the, the, yes, and the man was saying that usually the people who buy those food, which is from the, they are selling on the road, are those who left their homes without eating. He was advising a young couple. He said the reason why the guy is buying that thing, usually the people who buy the bread, well, they left him without eating. But the people who ate at home, they don't buy that bread. So he was telling the young lady that if you don't want your husband to eat outside, make sure that before he leaves the house, whatever he needs, whatever you need to feed, 
Feed the man. So that... <laughs> so if you are a brother, tell the sister, feed the man. I'm talking about our love, the insecurity that comes. That's what the guy said. The guy said, no, no, the wise man told him, just make sure that before he leaves the house, he's full. What about fool means? <laughs> it's deep, right? Because you're, he's, you're not feeding him will be the reason why he wants to buy something outside. So your insecurity and your suspicion, it is from your lack of doing. Today's my birthday. I'm preaching a very nice message. I beg you. <laughs> so your lack of, your lack of, your lack of your, the lack of your doing. Because one thing I can one. one one thing is guaranteed. When a man is hungry, he will find something to eat. <laughs> you don't know that, eh? What about the hunger is he will find something to eat. It's a good message I'm preaching. Yeah. That's what it is. That's how that's how I am. See? But God's love is different. See, everybody and what love means to them. Amen. Everybody and what loves mean to them. Everybody. And their definition of love. Everybody and what they love to, 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 to some ladies, one time, I, one, time, one time I was trying to do a little interview about the sisters in the church. I said, and, 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 and I was asking them, I was asking the sisters, what do you find, what, what would you consider romantic? Should I do that little survey? And, and my time is short, so I can't do that. But some of them, I said, what, I said, what, 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 would, you, what, what would you describe as a romantic? So, so, one, what, some of them said, oh, if she buys me chocolate and flowers, I find it very romantic. Others <laughs> also, others also, others also. Oh, for me, what I find, what I find loving in, in, in a guy is a guy who helps in the house. Others also told me, Reverend, what I find loving in a man is if he gives me. <laughs> You say, Reverend, I'm being honest with you. Ask me when it comes to love for a man. <laughs> but I said, and I said, why do you say so? He said, the Bible said, where your treasure is. <laughs> that's a verse. That's where your heart will be. So if his Benjamin frankly comes to me, his heart will follow. <laughs> So everybody and what 
glad news to you. Hallelujah. Everybody know what love means to you. One lady came to the pastor complaining that reverend, my husband doesn't love me anymore. So the pastor was asking her, why do you say he does not love you anymore? He says, could you believe her response? Rev- said, reverend, he doesn't shout at me anymore. <laughs> she perceived love that when the husband hey, I do have hey, that's love. She said, no, this is quiet. He doesn't say anything loud. I'm wondering what is going on. He doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> so you can see that people have different interpretation of love. <laughs> she said, he doesn't shout at me anymore. I mean, because to her, when the husband said, breakfast, hey, where's my dinner? She fools at yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband is in the house. Mira. Uh-huh. <laughs> Things like that. So, but God, what, what may mean love to you, you know, that is not what means love to God. So when you say love God, love God, God also understands love. God, what, or what, what God will call love is in the book of John. John 14. John 14, 21. John 14, 21. Look at what, when God says love. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. The question, how do I love God? Because you're not going to stroll, you're not going to walk with God, you're not going to give flowers to God. It's not a touch and feel good. So how do you love God? This is it. This is what God perceives as love. Listen, this is what God perceives as love. You see, because you, you, you can't go and walk with God. You can't buy a birthday card for God. But this is what God perceives as love. He said that he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. So far as me, God, I'm concerned. The one who loves me is the one who hath my commandments and keep it. He that. So when he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, God is saying that have my commandment and keep it. When you do that, then I know that you love me. Obedience. Obedience. God describes love as obedience to him. So long as you are obedient to me, it's a sign that you love me. Okay, he said, and keep it, you know, me. He that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So, my short message is that everybody and what they interpret as love. If you go to a poly theater, show your love. If you go to nightclubs and discos, show your love. Baby, give it up. You got to show your love. Give it up. That's, that's nightclub and club. That's club. That's love at a club for unbelievers. But with God, Almighty God, what He sees as love is if you obey my commandment, obedience to my word, it's a sign that you love me. 
He that loveth me. He that loveth me. He that loveth me. He that loveth me. See, and I will tell you something. God has a good reason for saying that. Of course, the good reason is God. Obedience to my commandments. Obeying what I say. That's a sign. So as you come to church and the preacher is preaching, he's encouraging, he's showing scriptures, and you disobey, don't say you love God. For God, he sees love as obedience. So don't think that by disobeying the word of God, willfully, you are loving him. He says, see that love man and keep it. And I will show you a window. See, when Jesus Christ met Peter, when, he, when, when Jesus Christ came from, when he resurrected and he met Peter, after the, uh, Peter's fishing expedition, he said, Simon Peter, love thou me. He asked Peter, Simon Peter, lovest thou me? He said, yes, I do. Then he asked him the second time, Simon Peter, lovest me more than this? Peter said, yes, I do. Then he asked him, he asked him the third time. And the Bible said, at the third time, Peter was grieved. Why are you asking me the third time? You see, but Peter, he forgot. You denied me three times. Why can't I ask you three times? He forgot that just a few days ago, he denied him three times. So why are you I'm also asking you three times? Then, when Peter said, you, Lord, thou knowest all things. Then Jesus said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Thou knowest like I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. I'm talking about loving God. Feed my sheep. Because, you see, the, the only qualification the only qualification that you need to have to feed God's sheep is not a love for the sheep. No, but a love for God. A love for God. Why? Why? Because you see, let me tell you something. A lot of pastors, shepherds get disappointed because they feel that their people don't appreciate them. But you see, you're feeding them is not based on whether they love you or they appreciate you. Because sheep are sheep. Some will, I said, I'm a pastor. Some will appreciate you. Some will be flat. Some will even hate you. So that's not the basis. Let's feed. Not every church member will appreciate you. Some will, some will, some will be grateful. Some will be neutral. As for some, they will actually hate you. So if you are going to base your feeding based on the response of the sheep, then you cannot do it. So Jesus was trying to tell Peter, the only way you can do my work is your love for me. If you love me, that is the... It's like, it's like somebody saying say that, oh, uh, you, you, want, uh, you want to be an, uh, an RN. They said, for you to be an RN, you need to be certified. So the certification to become a nurse... The, the, that believe you must have a certificate before you, you, you can work as a nurse. Or 
Some of you who are in computers, you need a certain certification. I want to be a software, a software writer. I'm sure there's a certification course. Without that certification, you don't qualify. So Jesus is trying to tell us that, look, without, the, without a love for him, we don't qualify. And you don't qualify, and I'm giving the reason, because, because the work that he has given you to do, feeding the sheep, feeding the sheep will involve ingratitude, tiredness, insult, abuse, thanksgiving, uh, gift giving. It's all mixed together. So you can't use that as a reason. If you want to work for God, if you want to work for God, if you want to serve God, then the number one qualification is love him. Love him. That is why when I hear church, I'm sorry I hear some pastors, some pastors say that oh, this church members, they are not grateful. I said, so, 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 so what? That's my answer, so what? So this church members, they are not grateful, they don't appreciate you. I said, so what? What is new? Even Jesus Christ, they crucified him. So you they insulted you are angry. Jesus Christ they crucified him. So, so that's not the basis. Pastors, that's not the basis. The basis to feed the, the basis to feed the sheep is love for God. So if you don't have that love for God, you cannot work for him. And, and I have learned this the hard way. And I'll explain to you. I've had situations whereby I have been angry at people. Because they didn't do, I was expecting them to do something in the church. And they didn't do it and I got upset. And I got upset and I'm always angry. I'm always irritated and I'm shouting. And I'm even making mistakes. And I found out that the reason for my anger and my upset is that I assume that they love God the same degree but not. So now, I am, before I give him some, somebody, some, somebody something to do in the house of God, the first thing I check for is not the person's degree skill or talent, but his love for God. Because if the person doesn't love God to a certain extent, won't do it. Pastors, I'm telling you. Listen for me. I've learned the hard way. Listen to me. Pastor, reverence. Don't appoint somebody to do something based on their skill or their talent. Use the love for God as the indicator. Because people may be skilled, may be talented, but they don't love God. What I say, they they don't love God the same way you love God. Is the measure. So now, now anything that about church work, I pray about this person does he love God? Because if he does not, it will not work. Say, love me. Love me. And to and to God, to love means to obey me. Hallelujah. And of course. And of course, like every rich man, or like, or of course, like every rich man, or every powerful person, there's a reward for loving him. God is grateful. And there's, there's a reward. There's a reward. You see, if a rich man feels your love, you are true. There's always a reward. Because everybody likes, see, everybody likes people who love him. Yeah. That is why even that boy, that's why even that boy, when he sees that you'll generally love him, he will buy you the car. But when she sees that the reason for coming around is the car, he won't buy you. 
<laughs> because, because when people feel that you love them genuinely, they don't have a problem giving. Because giving is a sign of love. So, he said that, go back to verse, uh, he said that, he that loveth me will be loved by my father. Okay? He that loves he, he, he will be loved. If, if I see that you love me, which is obey my commandments, and he, he said, he said, he that have my, and he shall be loved of, of my father. And I will love him. And the reward of that love, the reward of that relationship, and will manifest. Will manifest myself to him. Will manifest. No, that there is a manifestation. God, simply put, when God says, I'm going to manifest myself, I'm going to manifest myself to you. I'm going to show myself to you. It means that you're going to see my glory and my power. That's what it means. It means that when people see your life, they will see the manifestation of God. They will see your power. There was, it means that if you love me, which is obey my commandments, then my, my father will also love you. My father will also love you. And we will manifest. Manifest. When we like you, you see, all that God is saying that when I like you, I will do you show. God, all, all, all that God is saying, if I like you, that's the word manifestation. I will do you show. I will make your life in a way that people will see that I am with you. I mean, I come from a certain part in Ghana that people, they like to do show. And one of the signs that when they see a woman that they like, they would like to know that, look. Yeah. They are the type of people who say that, look, I will spend on you for you to call me dada. <laughs> yeah. One of them married a beautiful lady. And usually, the, the, the area, the time to show off is the funeral. So when they went for the funeral, the sister had a younger, the sister had an older sister who was also married to a very well to do guy. So when they went to the funeral, the sister came with her white, white Mercedes Benz. So at the funeral, the guy saw that the sister had come with the wife Mercedes. So he asked his wife, who's the, who's the younger one? That, Is that guy your sister? Said yes. And he, and he knows the sister's husband. Said, Man, what mother? He said, okay, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> he said, fine. At the next family meeting, if the sister had 2018. This guy brought 2020. Fresh. <laughs> so that when they get it, they will know that when I say I love you, I will do you so. And God is saying that, look, God is saying, God is saying that, look, when you love me, my father, I will manifest. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is
That's why when you look at First Chronicles, you see, in First the verse that Bishop shared, in First Chronicles twenty-eight verse four, First Chronicles twenty-eight four, our last verse today, in First Chronicles chapter twenty-eight verse four, look at this. When God loves somebody, First Chronicles twenty-eight four. How be it? Look at it. This is David was speaking. David was speaking. Say, how be it? The Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he had chosen Judah to be the ruler. And of the house of Judah, the house of my father. And among the sons of my father, he liked me. Among the sons of my father, he liked me. I am the one that God liked. And because God liked me, he said, he liked me to make me king over all Israel. So my qualification for being a king is because God liked me. That's it. David was not the oldest. He was not the most handsome. In, In fact, when the prophet Samuel came, they didn't even call him. He was seven out of eight brothers. He was not the oldest, the, the most handsome, the great. He was not. But because God liked him, for whatever, for, for which we know that because he obeyed God, God said, if I like you, if I like you, you are through. So the word, the verse we read manifestation is that if God likes you, you are through. God likes you, whether your parents like you, whether your boss likes you, whether your sibling likes you, it's irrelevant. You are true. I said, if God likes you, you are true. So he said, if you obey my commandments, it, it means you love me. And if you love me, my father will love you. And once my father loves you, get ready for manifestations. manifestation. In the case of David, he said, you are the king. He liked me. He liked me. Listen, as I conclude, may you see the manifestation of God in your life. To some of you, you will see manifestation of healing. I said, receive manifestation of healing. Receive manifestation of healing. Because you love him, he will manifest himself as Jehovah, your healer. Receive the manifestation of prosperity. May God prosper you. As you love, he will be Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. As you love him, receive the manifestation. I want to hear you shout amen. amen. May you receive the manifestation of peace. Amen. May you receive the manifestation of love. Amen. May you receive the manifestation of good children. May you receive the manifestation of complete health. May you receive the manifestation of prosperity, lacking nothing. May you receive the manifestation of a nice marriage. As you love him, stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hands together for hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let us pray. We hope you've been blessed. Feel 
free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.